Welcome back to the We Know Fantasy Podcast. My name is Nate with We Know Fantasy, and as always here on Wednesday nights, I'm joined by the Fantasy Fro. Fro, how are you today, my man? Well, I'm doing all right. Week two was a struggle, to say the least. I mean, fantasy was rough. Injuries were rough. But as one door closes, another opens. Week three is on the horizon, and I'm excited for a nice bounce-back week. Yeah, talking about rough, my Niners lost about 13 players. They were against the Jets, and uh, the Joe or Nick Bosa out for the season, Solomon Thomas out for the season. Jimmy G, his injury doesn't look as bad as they originally thought, so there's some hope there that he'll be returning in a game or two. So let's hope that, because uh, I'm not about to watch some Nick Mullins play quarterback for his San Francisco 49ers. But as I said, my name is Nate with We Know Fantasy. You can be found on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at We Know Fantasy Fro. Where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at Fantasy Fro. Easy peasy. All right, guys. Uh, remember, we know fantasy.com. We pumping out daily content, an article or two at least every single day on there. And you can also find our podcast where we have five per week now. Five podcasts coming out you uh, coming towards you per week. That's Monday Night Wave Wire Wishlist with Nate and Zach, Wednesday nights with Nate and the Fro, Thursday nights contributors podcast where a group of contributors come on. Then we have Saturday nights DFS special. And every Tuesday now, we have the Samuels versus Slodger. I don't know how to exactly say his name, but uh, that's a new show we introduced this week. It's uh, He actually is a guy who debates with himself in two different voices, and it's fantastic the way he edits it, and it's entertaining yet informative. So I, I encourage everyone to check that out. Uh, but Fro, uh, you have a few things you would like to plug here. Yes, sir. So first and foremost, I would like to just remind all the followers that I do offer a premium service and I highly recommend you take advice. My DMs have been very busy. My mentions have been very busy. My group chat's been very busy. Needless to say, I've been very busy with my own leagues and it's not slowing down anytime soon. So if you are serious about winning, if you got hit with the injury bug in week two, I highly recommend you can... Hit me up on Twitter, send me a DM as cheap as $6 for a day, or I do offer longer packages. Take advantage as several already have. And then the second thing I want to plug here is my giveaway. So tomorrow night we got the Jacksonville Jaguars going up against the Dolphins. And I'm doing a giveaway on Twitter, so check me out on Twitter at FantasyFro. If Gardner Minshew scores 30 or more fantasy points, Tomorrow night, I'll purchase one Minshew jersey for the winner that does qualify. You just have to follow me and retweet, and you must be cheering for Minshew Mania. Can I uh, qualify for that? I don't care. You're not winning, but you can qualify. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) All right, let's get into what we're going to talk about today. As the fro mentioned, a lot of injuries happening, so we have some replacement running backs to talk about. Uh, We'll talk about what to do with Chris McCaffrey and Saquon Barkley. Justin Herbert time now in Los Angeles. And of course, we'll bring you our pickums. I just realized I forgot to tally up last week's. So uh, I'll try to do that during the show. But if I can't, uh, we'll just leave that up in the air until next week when we hop back on. Anyhow, let's jump on to the fantasy football replacements. So we saw Chris McCaffrey go down with a high ankle sprain in four to six weeks. Uh, Saquon Barkley tore an ACL out for the season. Uh, Cam Akers uh, separated some ribs. I don't know what that calls for, but that does not sound pleasant. Uh, Jer- not Jeremy McKinnon. Raheem Mostert for the 49ers. He's out as well for a week or two. So it leaves Jeremy McKinnon there. So we have four likely additions atop your waiver wire this week, which was very important if you played it. 
Mike Davis with the Panthers, Daryl Henderson of the Rams, Jarek McKinnon of the 49ers, and of course you have the trio. Take your guest, Devontae Freeman, Deion Lewis, or Wayne Gallman of the New York Giants. So first of all, let's talk about this uh, Carolina Panther situation. Uh, Mike Davis, uh, a beat writer, I forgot his name, said that Mike Davis should see a heavy workload with Chris McCaffrey out, uh, opposed to Reggie Bonifon, who many assumed to take that role. But Mike Davis is the guy to own there, which is evident as his own percentage probably jumped up 50 to 60 percent overnight uh, due to waivers. But Fro, I know this is a you know this is a struggling offense as it is, loses his best playmaker, its best player overall. How do you see this team flowing with Mike Davis, and how do you feel Mike Davis is as a fancy asset for these four to six weeks we could see without CMC? Well, there's two ways to look at this. So you have, you know, if Mike Davis is truly their guy, which it does kind of sound like the Panthers are very high on him. You know, last year they didn't really have a relevant backup. You know, you had Christian McCaffrey, the best player in the NFL, arguably, in the backfield. He never missed a game until this season. And last this offseason, they went out and paid uh, Mike Davis, who is not a huge name. He's not a, you know, a crazy got to have him, you know, kind of draft pick. But he's much more usable than the past has been with the Panthers backup. So Mike Davis, he went out and caught was eight out of eight targets after McCaffrey got hurt. Yep. That is absolute gold in fantasy. So if he plays let's say 50% or more of the snaps, he's going to be extremely viable. That's a floor of 10 points a week at worst on an offense who is going to be down a lot because that defense is atrocious. So they're going to be passing a lot. And the system is already tailored to throwing to their running back. They're not going to be using him as much as CMC, of course, but it's already tailored to throw a lot. It's already tailored to throw a lot to the running backs. So, in what, one second half, he got eight targets? Absolutely absurd. So I think he was the top target to grab on your waivers. Unfortunately, this week he goes up against the Chargers, who allow the third least amount of fantasy points so far this season. So that gets a little rough. But, I mean, if you're in a PPR league and you need someone, you had injuries, I think he is pretty safe as far as the floor. Yeah, Mike Davis obviously was probably a top your waiver wire priority and rightfully so like the fro said eight targets eight receptions that's fantastic value and you're not going to find that uh rarely anyone else and think about it this season could end up being a wash for the charge or for the panthers they could be you know winless by the time cmc comes back uh, or even have one win and maybe you know in the back of their mind trevor lawrence is in this draft Maybe they sit him out for the rest of the season, let him heal for next year, get Trevor Lawrence in the draft, and you know rebuild your your team that way. Uh, but it, it is a possibility that they just decide to shut CMC down for the season uh, instead of getting him back out there and you know putting some more miles on those legs, taking those hits and all that usage, where you know they're not really fighting for anything because, like you said, this this uh, defense is atrocious, can't stop anyone. And uh, that being said, Mike Davis should have been your top priority. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about the Giants last because it's a sticky situation. Let's move on. Daryl Henderson, you know, stepping up with Cam Akers out for a while. Uh, you still have Malcolm Brown, who did not look like that week one self and week two. It was the Daryl Henderson show. So, uh, Fro, are you buying Daryl Henderson as a plausible flex for fantasy football? Yeah, definitely. As far as the short future would go, I, I get this question a lot. You know, which Rams running back should I... Should I pick up? Should I get him for cheap? Honestly, I don't know the answer because I don't think there is a single answer right now. It's it's pretty clear. Week one, Malcolm Brown. Week two, Henderson. Week three, 
probably Henderson by default with the injuries to the other two running backs. But once Akers comes back, once Malcolm Brown comes back, what's going to happen? You know, if maybe Henderson, I think Henderson right now is the favorite because he has the most opportunity to success. But if he does bad, if he starts fumbling, if he starts only getting two yards per carry, it could get sloppy. And then, you know, Cam Akers comes back. But I think in the short term, you could very easily start Henderson this week. You need a flex player. Go out and get Henderson. He absolutely shredded the Eagles defense, which has been known for years to be one of the top rushing defenses in the league. And I mean, not so much right now, but the Rams offense is clicking on all cylinders. So I want as much of that offense as I can get. Yeah, here in the short term, they have the Bills this week, which is not a favorable matchup. I say that, and then the Dolphins went and did something against them that no one thought they would do. But yeah, this Bills offense not a good matchup. But then you jump on in two weeks that uh, you, we could see we could see this Rams team without uh, Cam Akers there. We have the Giants and the in the and Washington football team, so two good matchups there. But yeah, this is a, one of those offenses where I, it's going to be whoever the hot hand is on the day, and you get Cam Akers back in a few weeks. I'm not sure, like I said, how long the injury will keep you out for. But, uh, yeah, he's a, he's a plausible add in, in the short term and a flex play as long as Cam Akers is on the team. And uh, talking about another running back here, stepping up in the short term, that's Jarrett McKinnon. Uh, this is this is easy. It, you wanted this guy on your team. He has standalone value even for Raheem Mostert is there. Now Raheem Mostert and Tevin Coleman are out. Tevin Coleman for an extended period of time, so these chances go up. So if you're a short-term owner here of Jarrett McKinnon, the 49ers play the Giants this week. Fantastic matchup. Uh, beyond that, like I said, they have the Rams in, uh, what, three weeks? And in between that, they have the Eagles and Dolphins. So the Eagles, we saw what Daryl Henderson did against them. And the Dolphins, of course, that defense is more catered to stopping the pass than it is the run. So Jeremy Kenny here in the short time has a fantastic schedule ahead of them. Three, four weeks of you know great uh, matchups coming at you. So, yeah, Jeremy Kidd was another guy who should be high on your party list. I'm assuming you agree here with me, uh, Fro. Yeah, I mean, Jerick McKinnon, definitely, he's a, he's a PPR stud for sure. But a guy that we need to bring up is Jeffrey Wilson because he's going to be the guy that I think is going to get a lot of the early down work. But I think McKinnon, we're going to see a lot of the uh, reception work. You know, uh, last week, McKinnon, his, you know, his fancy performance was salvaged by that long run he had. He had three carries last week for 77 yards. So he did have a big rush, only one target. So I think with all these injuries you know, going forward, I think he's going to get a lot of targets. But as far as straight rushing, I think Jeff Wilson is going under the radar and hasn't really been picked up yet. But if he has a good week next week, you know, you can kind of get ahead of the ball here and you have a spot on your bench. Go out and get Jeff Wilson when everyone else is looking at, you know, Mike Davis, Henderson, Josh Kelly, all these other guys that have already done well or had a lot of volume. Maybe go, kind of try to predict the future here. That way you don't have to spend any FAAB or spend a top waiver wire pick next week on possibly Jeff Wilson. Yeah, Jeff Wilson is that guy who, you know, when he has those chances, has a fantastic week. We saw it last year when about four of the four nines running backs were down with injury. And it came in. Jeff Wilson had a fantastic uh, game. Um, I think it was against the Cardinals there, like a two or three touchdown performance. So look for Jeff Wilson as well. Look to Fro said, jump out if you have a spot, pick him up because it may be uh, beneficial down the road. So let's jump back to this giant situation. They went out, they signed Devontae Freeman as we predicted them to do so, and they still roster Wayne Gallman, who filled in pretty uh, pretty decently last season when uh, Saquon missed time. But then they have the likes of Deion Lewis on this team. All right, Fro, I guess if you were a betting man and you had, say, you had number one waiver priority and you had to claim a Giants running back 
to outperform the others for the rest of the season, uh, or your life depended on it, which one are you taking? If I'm going for PPR, I think Deion Lewis is more valuable because he's one already accustomed to the the offense. He we've already seen it last week. You know, ten attempts, five targets last week. And, you know, it just seems like the Giants staff doesn't really trust Wayne Gallman. He wasn't even active last week. And, you know, they brought in Dean Lewis. Of course, you have Freeman, who's a, he's a popular name as far as fancy players go. But Saquon Barkley averaged 1.7 yards per carry in mm. that backfield so far this year. And I don't think, like, if he can't go, what's going to happen with Devontae Freeman? So, I would much rather go with the safer PPR guy in Deion Lewis. You know, you're, again, you're, you're guaranteed a safer floor of you know eight nine points if you're absolutely desperate. But it's just a situation I'm trying to get away from. I understand the you know the Giants had a very hard schedule. They play the Bears this week, but it does tend to open up a little bit. Obviously, you're gonna you know, you're gonna get the Eagles multiple times, the Cowboys multiple times, in what could be potentially high scoring games. And I get that, but I just think this offense is going to be tailored more towards passing. They're actually already a top five passing attempt team with Saquon Barkley when he was in there. So I'm actually fading these running backs and going more towards the the receivers. Yeah, like you said, trailing games is going to be a a strong chance uh, in almost every game for the Giants. You know, Freeman, there's a chance, there's a reason 31 other teams wait until week two of the NFL season to get signed. Uh, Wayne Gallman, like I said, inactive last week, but did, was the fill-in for uh, Saquon last year and did rather well in that role. So I think Wayne Gallman's actually being slept on. But like you said, I'm not trusting anyone that's going to run the ball regularly behind this New York Giants offensive line because it's god-awful. So I think if my luck depended on it, like you said, Deion Lewis with a PPR uh, potential is the guy to own. But here's a question I'm getting flooded in my mentions, flooded in my uh, DMs. What do I do if I'm a Christian McCaffrey owner? Is it time to trade him? If Can I sit on him for four to six weeks? There's a chance he could sit out for the season, like I said previously. What what happens here? All right, say say you're 0-2, Fro. You're a CMC owner. Do you have the time to wait for a potential CMC return, or do you dump him now, get a decent return, and, and try to make up some of those wins? I think it ultimately depends on... Your, I think this week three is going to play a big factor in what you got in your waivers. You know, if you're own two, you probably got your 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 cream of the crop. You got to decide whichever waiver pick you want. And if you hit it on the head, then great, you can probably win. You know, a week, a couple of weeks without McCaffrey, if you drafted enough depth and you did well. But if you're if you think you know my team is not strong enough without my number one pick, then you can trade him. You're obviously not going to get as much value as you would. If he was, you know, healthy, even, I mean, we know the guy was it four to six weeks. So if it was closer to two or two to three weeks, he'd probably get a lot more value, but potentially being out half the season, you know, is not going to be good. Are the Panthers going to shut him down? If you're Owen two, I just see what would happen this week. If you win this week, kind of keep pushing, kind of keep pushing the waivers, do what you can. If you go Owen three, I think it's time to kick him out and try to at least just salvage your loss and just get some running back depth. Yeah, like you said, 0-3 is kind of a place you don't want to be, and at that point, you don't have time to wait. That's a big hole to climb out of, so you have to trade CMC at that point. 0-2 still, you have a you have chance. Waiver wire, like you said, is a especially this week is a is a league changer. Uh, Mike Davis could end up being a fantastic addition, or maybe a Jared McKinnon like that. Someone like that could really you know boost your team that you need. 
but at some point you have to cut ties. You have to let things go. And it kind of sucks because if you're zero and two and you're trading Chris McCaffrey, you're probably trading to a guy who has a loaded team who's two and zero uh, and whatnot. You get uh, you get like a decent return for CMC because it's CMC, even though it's uh you know eight weeks of him. Uh, but then again, you know you think you're doing good, you're making your way up to the playoffs, and then come playoff time, this guy has a loaded roster plus CMC now. So that's uh, twofold here in that situation. But yeah, if you're own three, uh, time to hit that trade market and get the best value you can for your CMC. Uh, but if you're otherwise just sit and hold tight and wait for the guy to come back. Another question here. This is, uh, for our dynasty players. I know the fro and I are really recently getting big into this. We're kind of behind the eight ball on that and realize how addicting and fun dynasties are. So I'm getting this question a lot too. Do I move Saquon Barkley in dynasty leagues? You know, the injury history is now is there as he played half season last year, this year he was very ineffective and then tore an ACL, you know, probability coming back from ACL is not as great as, you know, you would like for a, a guy of, you know, uh, Saquon's usage. So, Fro, you're a Barkley owner in Dynasty. Do you trade him now? Do you wait for the end of the season or do you hold on to him? Well, since I know a lot of our followers are, I think they're addicted to the trading aspect of Dynasty. I'm more on the hold side as far as most players would go. And last week we just got done talking about what should you do in redraft as far as, you know, panic or not panic. And then unfortunately had this horrible injury season came to an end. Not really what I had in mind when I said start to panic. But if I'm a dynasty owner, I'm a little worried. You know, last year he missed three games. Okay, not the worst. Now this year he's going to miss 14 games. All of a sudden, you know, the guy who his rookie year led every running back in the entire fantasy points. So I'm a little worried. Like I said, he only averaged, what, 1.6 yards per carry this season. You know, it, it's ultimately going to come down to how efficient this offense is going to be. And they have a new coaching system that was not the most fantasy friendly when Jason Garrett was in Dallas until Kellen Moore came in. So I'm a little nervous. And if you are not winning, you probably got to trade him. Try, try to get the most bang for your buck. You know, worst comes to worst, maybe even wait out this year. You know, you're going to get a, a good draft pick next year. And then once he's back and healthy, trade him at a higher peak. Because if you trade him now, you're not going to get as much. But if, if you're really trying to win this year, trade him now. But if you're like, okay, I'm not going to win this year. Just lost my best player. Maybe I just waited out so he comes back. Reports are looking positive. Or maybe it's a quick return. He won't miss any training camp. You know, people get excited in the offseason. They get really anxious for for trades and stuff. So maybe 2021, the preseason is the time is to trade him, get your best bang for your buck. Yeah. You pretty much hit everything on the, on the head there. If you are all in this year, say you have a, a fantastic roster, you've been uh, maybe tanking for a few seasons and finally everything's clicking here and you're really not in the mood to tank for another season. Maybe time to cut ties with Saquon, get what you can and, you know, rock out the rest of the season. But if you're, you know, your roster still isn't where it needs to be, just wait out. Hit the offseason, then play the market, see what you can get for him. You don't have to accept a trade because at that point he will be back next year and you have a Saquon Barkley who, like the fro just said, just uh, two years ago was the best running back in all of fantasy football. So he still has a potential there. Um, it's just, uh, you know, people get a little anxious with the injury bug and start shipping players around and swapping players. I think uh, in one of my leagues, Saquon and a third went for Le'Veon Bell on a first. Uh, so there's a panic there by the... Barkley owner that you know not getting much so basically you're getting Bell who is not much as at all and a first for him 
which, you know, could work out if the other team is a top end first, but they also beat the 12th pick in the first round. So uh, a lot to think about there. Uh, one more topic before we get to our pickums. Justin Herber is taking over in Los Angeles. Not the way we expected to see this happen, as Tyrod Taylor was receiving a, a uh, injury redux, reduction shot of, of sorts in his uh, for a bruised or cracked rib he had, and the team doctor went too deep with the needle and punctured a lung. And now doctors are highly suggesting that he does not play indefinitely. So this is Justin Herbert's time now in Los Angeles. Like I said, not the way you want to go with a you know the team doctor pretty much almost ruining the career of could ruin the career of you know a journeyman uh, quarterback who may have found a, a chance to really get back on the map. But uh, I guess with Herbert here, we saw him last week against the Chiefs, and he almost pulled that one off. Do you buy more of this Chargers uh, offense, uh, or do you think it, it, it reduces some? So. Tyrod Taylor's game is 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 not really one to benefit Austin Eckler majorly. Well, now we have the emergence of Josh Kelly, so that's going to take some of his rushing attempts away. But now we have a, a rookie quarterback here who we know the trend that rookie quarterbacks like to target their running backs. So I think this boosts Austin Eckler's uh, fantasy value quite a bit. But I'm going to say the likes of like Keenan Allen and Mike Williams may see a reduction because you know Tyrod Taylor loves to air the ball out and get the ball deep and push the field. Um, and of course use his legs. We know Justin Herbert can do that as well. I think he had the fastest 40 time of any quarterback in this draft. Um, but yeah, Fro, where are you in this, uh, Los Angeles chargers new look offense with, a you know, the big arm, Justin Herbert, uh, behind the wheel. Yeah. I mean, that was a huge surprise. You know, I was just kind of chilling on my couch uh, last Sunday and all of a sudden, you know, they're like, Justin Herbert starting. I'm like, wait, what? Like, did did like the Chargers know this the whole time and they just didn't tell anyone? I was like, you know, it's actually a smart strategy because they're going up against the Chiefs and the Chiefs are obviously one of the best teams in the NFL. And then, you know, kind of in the way that Justin Herbert just looked, it looked like he was prepared. He looks like the, the team knew that he was going to get the star. And I was kind of skeptical. I was like, how do you injure your chest in warmups? But now that I learned that it wasn't really more, it wasn't an orthopedic issue. It was more about, you know, the, the issue with the injection, whatnot. And I, I definitely did some research on it. I kind of found some good videos from doctors and stuff talking about it actually before uh, it was actually announced by Adam Scheffler. So I learned about it and they were actually just kind of making educated guesses and they actually hit it the nail on the head. It was pretty cool to see. They were saying how the injection was actually uh, like doctors know there's a risk. There's actually a very, very, very fine, you know, fine line between getting it in the cartilage or also getting it in your lungs. So like the doctors know the risk. They tell the patients, the patients take the risk that is, you know, so obviously no doctor's perfect, but you know, that was just some crazy situations, but Herbert looked absolutely amazing. Bombing the ball, chucking it down the field, running it with, you know, confidence. And I think what's most great about the chargers this year is right now they're actually, they've run the fourth most plays per game. So their pace is super fast. Their first week, with Tyrod Taylor, they ran 71 plays per game, so really not that bad. And then with Justin Herbert, it went up to 79 plays per game. So I'm pumped for the Chargers. I'm all in on you know those pieces around there. I just went on and got Josh Kelly. I absolutely am so excited to start him this week. They play the Panthers, who've allowed the most running back points this year. They lost all their defensive players that we've talked about so many times. And Josh Kelly dropped 23 rushing attempts last week and he's actually tied six for the most rushing attempts in the nfl a rookie on a fast-paced offense absolutely got to get josh kelly i mean eckler is going to get a huge boost obviously uh keenan allen's going to get a huge boost mike 
Williams is going to get a huge boost. So I'm excited. His offense is very underrated and very fantasy friendly. Yeah, uh, if you listen to the Wave of Wire Wishlist podcast, Joshua Kelly actually was on our week one and week two edition of Must Add Players. So if you checked out that and grabbed him, good for you. If not, uh, I like to say, told you so. So that's what we have this week. Let's get to our pickums. I actually did rack up, uh, you know, what we did last week. I went twelve and four, and the fro went thirteen and three. Ooh, so now cruising. I am, I'm twenty one and eleven, and the fro is twenty four and eight. So he's got a three game lead on me. Um. Yeah, going forward. So let's load this week, week three. This does it feel like the season's cruising by, or is it just going me? fast? <laughs> All right, week three. Let me load up a document here so I can record as we go along. Hopefully, my mic doesn't fall off because it's kind of teetering on the edge. All right, all right, all right. So we have Dolphins, Jaguars on Thursday night football. Fro, who do you have? Gotta go with Minshew Mania, Jaguars. Yeah, I think I'm going Jags as well. I like the I like that team. I like Minshew a lot. Week two or game two, we have the Niners versus the Giants. I'm going Niners. I'm gonna go Giants. I think the Niners oh. just have too many injuries. All right, we'll see. We'll talk about that when we hang up <laughs> here. All right, Washington at the Browns. I'm actually gonna go Washington. Yeah, I think you got to go. Actually, no, I'm lying. I'm sorry. I'm going to go Browns. I'm going to go Browns. All right, all right. All it's right. going to be a great match. This is strength against strength. The Browns' great running game against Washington's great run defense. All right. Bengals at your Eagles. You going Eagles? I got to go Eagles. I got to. It's got to hit one time. I'm going Eagles as well. Battle of the 0-2 team. So someone's got to get their first win. I guess I'll take Philadelphia at home. So we have, uh, you know, the Raiders who... Actually, the fro called that game last week. Raiders hosting the yes, new sir. Orleans Saints on Monday Night Football. Got it done. What a what a win that was. But now they're trying to play the Patriots. You feeling that same Raiders hype this week, or are you going Patriots? I got to go Patriots here. Got a short week for the Raiders. Cam Newton came off that really tough goal line Ooh, loss there. Yeah. I think the Patriots in a heavy one. Yeah, I'm going Patriots as well. So we have the Bears at the Falcons. Oh, man, the Falcons really blew it last week, but I think uh, they take care of the Bears here this week at home. Yeah, Falcons have that great offense, bad defense, but I just think the Falcons' offense is better than the Bears' offense will be against the Falcons' bad defense. So, yeah, give me the Falcons. All right, Rams traveling to the Bills. I'm going to take Buffalo at home. This is going to be tough, but I'm going to fade you, so I'm going to go with Rams. Okay. Okay. So far, these, you know, debates that we have you're winning most of them so hopefully my luck turns around here we have the 0-2 houston texans visiting the pittsburgh steelers who do you have i'm gonna say the texans this is the save their season yeah that's what i'm going to i think they come up with a sense of urgency and get things done tennessee at vikings i'm going to go tennessee after uh you know that great performance last week by Kirk cousins yeah it's got to be the titans i mean if they lose this game there's a big issue all right, Panthers at Chargers. I'm going Chargers. Yeah, I'm going to go Chargers. We talked a lot about that. Jets at Colts. I like this Indy team a lot. I'm going Indy. Oh, yeah. Colts are double-digit favorites. That's going to be a easy one. Here's a good one for you. Cowboys visiting the Seattle Seahawks. Who do you have? Woo, give me Russell Wilson and those Hawks. So good. Yeah, I'm actually going to take the Cowboys on this one. They have that momentum from last week doing the improbable. I think they go into Seattle and take down Russ Wilson. 
All right, moving on. We have Detroit Lions at the Cardinals. I'm going Arizona to go 3-0. I'm going to take the Lions. Kenny Galladay comes back. This offense gets clicking. DeAndre Swift going to be looking good. I have a lot of uh, Galladay shares this season, so I can really go for that. Tampa Bay at Denver. Who do you have? Uh, the Bucks with the ease. Yeah, I got TB as well here. TB, Tom Brady, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Green Bay Packers visiting the Saints on Sunday night football. I'm going to go. I think this is Packers season. I'm going Packers. Yeah, I agree. I mean, the Saints are favored in this game, but the Packers are just hot, and the Saints oof, did not, could not throw the ball to save their life last week. All right, and here's the game of the week, the one that you know we're all going to tune into and cannot wait for this. Kansas City Chiefs versus the Baltimore Ravens. Oh, man, I don't know what to do here. Uh, Fro, you can pick first on this one. I'm going with the Ravens. I just think they have that more complete team, and that defense is elite, so I think that's going to be the difference. I have a hard time picking against Kansas City, so it's Kansas City for me. <laughs> all right, a lot of differences this week, opposed to last week where we just had a few. But all right, guys, that's the We Know Fantasy Podcast featuring the Fantasy Fro every Wednesday night coming at you here with uh, you know a week wrap-up and a week preview pretty much of what's to come for fantasy football. One more time, Fro, where people find you on social media. You can find me on Twitter at Fantasy Fro. And my name is Nate with We Know Fantasy. You can be found on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at We Know Fantasy. And again, visit WeKnowFantasy.com for a lot more fantasy football content, including daily articles and five podcasts a week. Head over to the Fro's Twitter page for a chance to win a Gardner Minshew jersey. And uh, until next time, guys, we'll see you. Peace.